Welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. Hey there, I'm Michelle Brown, and I love all things Jesus, business, church finances, and books. I help church finance individuals just like you go from feeling confused and frustrated with what you don't know about church finances to being more confident in your role while increasing your proficiency and expertise in the church finance realm. In this podcast, you're going to find practical and biblically based business solutions along with a healthy dose of encouragement and a little bit of faith and mindset work to help you think like the business professional God created you to be. So if you are ready to walk out the calling the Lord has on your life and your business while on the adventure of the lifetime, then you are definitely in the right place. Grab your notebook and a pen to take some good notes in the dream God gave you because we're doing this. Let's go. Hello, my friend. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with me. We are going to jump right in today and discuss the number one tax benefit for ministers housing allowance part two. In episode six, we started this discussion by covering who qualifies for the minister housing allowance, why they want a housing allowance, how to properly designate the housing and how to claim housing on the minister's tax return. In this episode, we will conclude the two part series with information on when the minister lives in the church parsonage what expenses are allowed to be included in the housing allowance calculations and other helpful tips for reducing the minister's tax liability. So let's start with what if I live in a church parsonage? Let's kick this off by addressing the situation when the minister doesn't own or rent a home but instead is provided a parsonage to live in. As kind of a nerd, I was doing research for this episode and came across the following information that lets us know just exactly when the housing allowance exclusion went into law. Okay, you ready for this? So the parsonage allowance income exclusion was first enacted in the Revenue Act of 1921. It granted an income exclusion for the rental value of a dwelling house, and you'll need to remember that dwelling house, and appurtenances, which is simply a fancy legal term for driveways, drainage ditches, fences, and rights of way. Thereof furnished to a minister of the gospel as part of his compensation. Now back to what we're here to learn. Many are not aware of this, but even if you live in a church-provided parsonage, you can still receive a parsonage allowance. You need to ask for this to help cover costs such as utilities, property taxes, furnishings, lawn care, insurance, if you pay those things. Now, not every minister is going to have to pay for the utilities or property taxes. Sometimes the church will take care of that. But you still, even if the or if the church has insurance on the parsonage, you may want to get renter's insurance to cover your personal belongings. You definitely, you know, if you need to buy new living room furniture or new uh, bedroom furniture or a washer or dryer or something like that, you need to have money for the furnishings. And if you're responsible for lawn care and lawn maintenance, you would want to get coverage for that as well. Believe it or not, living in a church-owned parsonage can be a disadvantage for the minister as they're not building up any home equity to help when they retire. You know, once they retire, they got to move out of the parsonage and they have no money to purchase a new home with. So to help alleviate this problem, the church can and should 
I think it's part of the church's job to help take care of the minister to set up an equity allowance for the minister. And what that is, is an allowance that's set aside for the minister in a tax-sheltered retirement account that is accessible only at retirement time. And this is income over and above the regular compensation that he receives and that they are not allowed access to the funds until they actually retire. This is definitely something that should be researched and discussed with your tax and or retirement professional to make sure that Section 409A of the U.S. Tax Code for non-qualified deferred compensation requirements are met. All right. So now let's take a look at what expenses are actually allowed to be included in calculating the minister's housing allowance. Here are some items that we'll go over. Some of them are self-explanatory. Some of them I'll cover a little more in depth. All right. This should help streamline the process when it's time to set the minister's compensation. So what's allowed to be included? First of all, mortgage payment. The principal and the interest are allowed to be included. If they don't own their house, then the rent payment, real estate taxes, property insurance or renter's insurance, utilities. Utilities include your gas, electric, sewer, water, garbage pickup, local phone service. This is a big one that people always say, what about my cell phones? I don't have a landline anymore. They are not allowed to be included in a housing allowance. Now, they can be included in a business expenses and accountable reimbursement plans, but it's not allowed to be included in your housing allowance because cell phones are not tied to or hardwired to the home. It's mobile, so you're not allowed to include cell phones. Um, appliances and furniture, whether you're purchasing new appliances or furniture, you got to get repairs or even if you're renting. Uh, remodeling expenses are included. Lawn care and lawn maintenance services are included. People don't think about this one, but maintenance items such as light bulbs, cleaning supplies, uh, you know, things like that. Pest control services and homeowners association dues. I never would have thought about this one, but my son, our youngest son, recently bought a new home and he has homeowners association dues now so that would be included so the above expenses are allowed to be included for the primary residence only primary residence the home equity loan expenses are allowed only if the funds were used directly for the primary residence and there are some items that are not allowed such as cleaning services food hire domestic help you cannot include those in those what if your minister is having a home built and he's got a construction loan are those expenses allowed to be included? No, sir. No, ma'am. They are not allowed to be included in the housing allowance as they are not actually living or dwelling. Remember, I said to remember that word dwelling. They are not dwelling in the home yet. And the IRS has stated that no expenses incurred in constructing a new home can be counted in computing housing allowance exclusion until it has become the minister's dwelling place. So, until the minister moves in, no exclusion. And you can check out, if you want to be a nerd like me, um, <laughs> the same Driscoll versus Commissioner a tax court memo that was referred to earlier in this post. And um, if you want a, an authoritative site for that action. So here are some bonus tips and also some reminders because we're going to finish this series on housing allowance. Number one, a fantastic idea is to do a mid-year review to see if any changes need to be made to the allowance. You are absolutely allowed to change the housing allowance any time of the year 
that you need to. You just always have to remember that it's not retroactive. It is only proactive. Okay, so it can be amended at any time. Another helpful thing to do, you can add or look at publication 517. IRS Publication 517, it covers all of this for minister and clergy pay. It's a fabulous resource, and I cannot reiterate enough that you absolutely must properly document and word the housing allowance resolution for it to be legal, okay? So I found this, and I thought you may get a kick out of this because I did. Here's an example of what not to say or what how not to word your housing allowance. So this is a tax court case from 1981. It was Holtz versus Commissioner. And (laughs) this church actually put in, it is our policy that the pastor should declare as non-taxable income the amount which he must extract from his weekly check to be spent for utilities, housing, and car allowance. (laughs) So needless to say, the tax court stated that it is evident that this statement would not suffice to satisfy the regulations under Section 107. So don't be like this church. You have learned, hopefully, enough over the last two episodes on housing allowance, how to properly designate that allowance, and that you now are empowered with the knowledge that you need to do this correctly to protect not only the church, but also your ministers. And that's a wrap for today's episode. That was shorter than usual, but that is okay. I don't want to burn you out on housing allowance, and there's so many other topics to talk about. So I pray that it has been helpful to you, and it helps to at least lay a good foundation for housing allowance. There's always more to build upon and more to learn on a subject, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm helping you to lay a good, solid foundation. Hopefully, you've learned something that you can apply to your churches or to your clients if you serve the church community that will make your job more enjoyable for you and those you serve. Be blessed, my friend, and I look forward to seeing you same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Hey there, friend. Thank you for hanging out with me again for another episode of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. If this podcast has inspired you or helped you in any way, I sure would appreciate it if you would do me a couple of favors. Number one, if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps others to find my podcast and I would greatly appreciate it. And then number two, share this with someone who you think could benefit from it so that they can be encouraged as well and learn something new about church bookkeeping. So until next time, I hope you have the most fantastic day. Know how much you are appreciated and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Bye-bye.